Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla, and today we're going to mix it up a bit because unfortunately, Marissa has COVID. So instead of reviewing um, Love on the Brain by Ali Hazelwood, we will be doing her debut novel, Love Hypothesis. And I brought two special friends with me my best friends, Megan and Allison Gunning. Um, want to say hi so everyone knows the name to the voice. <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm Megan. Hi, I'm Allison. So they are my they're my best friends. Their triplets are missing. They're missing the third. She's my roommate. Um, but I'm really happy to have them on. And I pretty much uh I'm their librarian. So <laughs> this is true. Anytime I try and pick a book by myself, I end up hating it. So I always go to Kayla. You have been going a little rogue lately. And I don't like any of the books that I've read. I only like your recommendations. Which I wanted to tell you that there's a third of the um, Heritage game came out. Oh, I think you, I might have told you already. Yeah, I tried reading it, but I forget all of the twists and the turns from the first two books. So I think I have to go back and read the first two to understand the third one. I know that's the issue when, when there's too long for sequels. Sometimes it comes back to me. Um, but for actually for the love about the system, love on the brain, they're not actually sequels. It's completely different characters. So I did like that because there's no remembrance of the other ones, but now I completely forgot what happened. But we're going to try and refresh our brains. Um, but we both read, I think I read this in January and you guys read this maybe like February or March. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't read the book, I probably wouldn't listen much further because we will spoil the book. So just tip for that. But do you guys like the way they met? <laughs> I feel like it was very rushed. I feel as though she definitely just jumped on the first opportunity in order to wiggle out of a sticky situation. But by doing so, she got herself into more trouble. Yeah, I liked when they met in the bathroom and she didn't even know who he was. I forget about that part a little bit sometimes, but I do like that too, that he's like had a crush on her for like ever. I do like when the guy falls first. It's kind of my favorite part in books. She weirdly, like, I kind of want to, like, shake all of the whole timing. Like, don't you see that he's in love with you? I do think she has, like, an, a knack for writing books like that, but that aren't, like, awful. Like, I usually hate that, but she does it really well. I don't know. I feel like in the beginning, Olive definitely didn't know that he was into her. He really puts up this facade the whole time of a tough guy not wanting love. And she feels as though she's pressuring him into it, pressuring him into it. And he's finally disagreeing. But when you see his side of the story, then you're starting to realize he's not as pressured as she thinks he is. Yeah, once we realize or remember that he was the guy from the bathroom, then you realize that it wasn't a facade the whole time. He was just keeping up appearances for her. Forget was this book written in both perspectives or just hers? Um, I feel as though it was a little bit of both. No, I think it was just her. No, I feel like we heard from him though because you heard his side of the story. Like, oh man, like I should have kissed her. I'm kind of forgetting, but I I feel like I remember his point of view. But then I also I can't. I'm not seeing it in the book as I as I'm flipping through it. So I think it was from her point of view, which is actually really interesting because I feel like I got his like thoughts i think um, we, we know his thoughts because of his friend yeah the other professor hayden was it uh yes i think i think his friend helped along the story of them i do feel like the author did a good job of portraying his emotions but like 
not so in your face about it. I am surprised that like English, I don't think is her fr- like, first language, and she wrote this really well. Yeah, she did a really good job on a lot of romance books. I get frustrated when the main characters just don't admit that they actually like each other. Um, but I think that her timeline for writing this book was really well done. It was enough frustration, but then a really good happy ending. I think you read this in like two days. Oh yeah, I read this one really quick. I could not put it down. I remember I think you texted me. I gave it to you on like a Sunday when you came to visit and then like Monday you're like halfway through and just like text me ranting you're like oh my god it's like yeah <laughs> it does that we're talking about the bathroom but we got to preface where that's from in the beginning of the book you see she is a brand new PhD student never been to Stanford before and she ends up in a bathroom and it happens to be this professor's bathroom little does she know that this is later on the guy that she's going to fall in love with no, I was a big fan of that. The part, the scene that bothered me, I think, the most was whenever she had to sit on his lap in, like, a school setting. And no, I know it was supposed to be, like, a very romantic moment, but I just can't imagine that ever happening in real life. It was very cringy. <laughs> she kept putting it up, though. She was trying to convince her best friend. She's like, oh, yep, we're in love, we're in love. At this point, they were still faking it, so she was going through all the motions of, Oh, I'm so sorry. I have to hold your hand. Meanwhile, he was like, all right, I'll hold your hand. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I have to sit on your lap. And he was like, all right, come closer. But it's just a little cringy at times because, like, she just didn't realize. But I feel like in a school lecture, even if people were dating, they wouldn't resort to lap sitting. Well, there was nowhere else for her to sit. She's like, I'll stand in the back. And he literally grabbed her and was like, sit on my lap. I feel like Allison's a perfect romance reader because she, you believe in the unrealistic things. I feel like a more plausible thing for him to do would be for him to get up and go stand in the back and let her sit down in an academic setting. But because it's a romance book, of course, he pulls her onto his lap. Like there were other solutions to that problem. She could have stood in the back or he could have stood in the back and given her his chair She could have sat on the step next to him. If it's an aisle seat, there's obviously stairs going up and down the lecture hall. (laughs) Fire hazard, but nonetheless, an easier solution than sitting on his lap. Everybody knows this professor. They're all staring at her like, wow, are you getting it on so that you can get a better grade? People, Her friends definitely hated her for this. Yeah, she definitely had some questioning things. I... I feel like this didn't make me want to go back to school, though. Like, I think I immediately after finishing, I'm like, should I go back to grad school and get my PhD in, in like, tax? <laughs> yeah, I did like that our main character was a smart woman going for her PhD. That was a, a nice change. And I feel like in the end, she chose a path for herself. Like, she didn't stay there because of him or anything like that. Like, didn't she go away to school or go to another school to finish her research? Yeah, she needed access to another lab with better supplies. and. Instead of not finishing the research that she set out to do, she actually moved to go finish that. And Adam supported her through her move and all the research that she wanted to finish. That's because during the move, that's when you meet his friend. And his friend was, I did not like his friend at all. She kept emailing a bunch of people trying to get her PhD program approved so that she could move because she needed all this funding that the school she was at couldn't give her. And then the guy she ended up messaging ended up being best friends with Adam. 
but he didn't have the right intentions. He was. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about him. I like the move- moment that Adam saved her. Or like, kind of like I think did he like pin him against the wall and like I don't know. I felt like the the tough guy in him came out and he was like really gonna hurt him. Um, which for frame from because of you know we don't encourage fighting, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, he stood up for her in front of all of his colleagues, and I also like that. I do like so she wrote this as a fan fiction originally on a site that I think it was then picked up she had to like add more to the plot but I forget what the fan fiction was about um let me look it up I think it's based on like a Star Wars character we'll probably get a lot of hate for this but I've honestly never seen Star Wars I haven't either and that's the issue with both of her books reference I feel like a lot of like sci-fi movies and the only sci-fi movies I've really watched are like I don't actually don't think I watched Jenny. <laughs> uh, I think I watched Inter- I watched Interstellar once. That was about it. So apparently it was a Raylo fan fiction, which is a Star Wars character, but played by Adam Driver. And she like that's how she wrote it. I think she actually is a scientist or a science professor somewhere. So this is like just a side gig of hers that she just like wrote a really good rom com that really took off. I think your whole household had read it except your dad, right? Oh yeah, dad's not reading that. <laughs> a romance guy. I'll find him a nice fireman rom-com. I'd love to hear his thoughts on it. Um, okay, so of all the rom-coms you've read this year, which I feel like is a lot for both of you, where does this rank along all of that? This for me is definitely in the top three. Um, some of the other romance books that I read were dragging us along for way too long until the characters actually got together or the main character was just naive to the relationship that was occurring. Um, But I think in the love hypothesis, they were both more open to being in an actual relationship much much faster than other romance books. So I I definitely like this one. I I do rank it in my top three because I really liked how the main character was very goal oriented as well as relationship oriented most of the time you'll see a girl drop whatever she's doing for a romance but in this book she continued to pursue her own goals while also pursuing a relationship at the same time even though they weren't together initially and it was like a fake dating situation they did end up together which is something that I obviously love because if you're going to give me a rom-com, they have to end up together. No, I need a happy ending. I would have liked more of an epilogue of just like where they are. Maybe like a five years later epilogue just to see how they're doing. But no, I, I just want to on one of my top top lists as well. Like I rank, I have like a best book of the month, like tier chart. And I think it made it all the way to the third round, but um was beat out by some other book, but now I'm blanking on which book I read that beat it out. It'll come to me. I think maybe, I think I like, I think I liked It Happened One Summer Better and that's the one that beat it out. Mm. I was a big fan of that one. I do love fake dating. There's some tropes that I, f- I feel like I'm blanking on the ones I dislike, but fake dating's up there. I'm one of my favorites. I do like a workplace romance and this is kind of their workplace. Like she is in school, but it's also like kind of her job at this point. So I'm a big workplace romance kind of gal. But at the same time, her classmate, nobody likes this professor. 
So her classmates started taking out their frustrations from Adam onto her, which I didn't like because if you're going to have a workplace romance, like there's a time and a place for everything. And sometimes her classmates definitely went at her unnecessarily because they don't like the professor. I think that's a very realistic conflict, though. I didn't like how her classmates did that because obviously their problems with the professor aren't olives to solve, but I think it would definitely happen in real life. And there are other parts of the book that were pretty unrealistic in real life. Wait, what was your take on the sunscreen scene at the at the comp- at the work picnic? <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> it was so cringe. I don't know why everyone was shut this at their work picnic, but why do we get the layer on sunscreen in front of everybody? I just felt that was also a very unrealistic type of scenario because when you have grad students and professors at a picnic, your professors aren't going to be running around shirtless playing yeah. frisbee. Also, I feel like um, science professors don't don't look like he does. <laughs> With his he does abs. put his physical fitness up there on his top of his list. He is a biology professor, ladies. <laughs> he the, does. The body's have, important. He does have very high expectations, though. Not only with his own body, but everything. I felt like he held everyone and everything to a very high standard. Megan, can you text your old roommate, Lynn, who's in medical school, what her biology teacher looks like right now? Yeah, I'm going to ask how many abs are there? Have you ever put sunscreen on his back? (laughs) And give her no context. (laughs) You sit on his lap during conferences. Do you just run into your lab and kiss the first professor you see? Yeah, are you kissing everyone you find in the hallway? I think we should take this approach in dating. Should we just start kissing boys we randomly see and see what happens? Uh, I'll support you in that endeavor. Well, find her in person, we kiss them, and then we're like, want to fake date me and just see where it goes. At work? <laughs> yes. In real life. Yeah, we're going to test out the whole, the whole story and see how realistic it is. Just kiss someone in the hallway at work and see how it goes. Well, she's very unrealistic. Kayla, you go first. <laughs> I can't see this ever going wrong. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> Uh, we should start acting out rom-coms. We're just seeing what happens. <laughs> it seems well, to work out for all of Some of them are more realistic than others, though. Like, I don't know. This book had its very... It was up and down. There were a lot of points where I was like, okay, that can definitely happen in real life. And then there were other points where it definitely wasn't. Where Tom is moving in on her. And he said the only reason that he invited her to Harvard in the first place is because he knows that she'll sleep with him or she'll sleep around to get something she wanted because her and Adam were together. That's why she ends up crying. And she doesn't feel comfortable telling Adam this because obviously Tom is a close friend. So that was something that was very interesting to me because that is definitely something that could happen in real life. Was there only one room and that's why they had to share a room? Like, didn't her, 
Her roommate fell through. Yeah, she did. So she didn't actually get a room. They were all in relationships at this point. So they were spending it with their significant significant others when originally they all planned to spend it together. So oh. Olive couldn't get a room and Adam was like, stay with me, stay with me. She's like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> then guess what happens when they stay together? Dun, they dun, dun. But they only used one. They stayed up all night playing Scrabble. Ooh, baby. <laughs> they start to heat up. No, I think that it was like very um, much a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a slow burn. And yeah. I normally don't like that. I'm always like want to just I don't know. It, it irks me sometimes, but I feel like she did it really well. Where you're at, you weren't irritating too much, but you were like you felt the sexual uh, chemistry off the pages still. Yeah, for sure. Especially since he was trying to comfort her because he knew how upset she was because she was crying. And that's when it turns into something more. Overall, really good book. Megan, what did your take on the writing? Like, you, we talked about how she did really well writing this as her second language, but you study language in general. Like, was there any words that you thought repeated or too late to tell? No, there were no overly used words or overly used phrases that I picked up on. I think her writing style is really nice in the fact that it's easy to read and it's refreshing and it's light and there's a good story behind it too. What's the author that you um, won't read because they use the same word too many times? Oh my gosh. What was that book? Oh, I think it was uh, Simply Wild or something like that. Oh, yeah, the simple wild. There was one word, it was sheepish. And, <laughs> and we know what that word means, but it's not used a lot. Like, no one says, oh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty sheepish about my presentation. So she used it one time, and I said, oh, wow, that's a good word. I like that one. And then she used it again, and I was like, oh, okay, she used it again, whatever. And then I noticed it all the time throughout her book. And I went to a PDF of the book, and there were... 12 to 15 times where she used that one uncommon English word it drove me nuts (laughs) I don't know if anyone else notices those kinds of things while they're reading but I would say that I like the author of the love hypothesis writing style better than K.A. Tucker's the story for K.A. Tucker was cute though I did like the story the writing style was not for me so you hated the Spanish Love Deception. The worst romance book I've read. What makes you hate that book so much and this one not? What was the big difference between the two for you? It was the speed that the relationship turned from fake to real. In the Spanish Love Deception, the main character was so painfully naive to the fact that the man actually liked her. And the whole time she kept repeating in her head, this isn't real. Oh, this is fake. And why do I like this? Oh, but it's fake. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. He's only doing this because I asked him to, not because he wants to. And it was all the way through until maybe the last few chapters that they finally realized that they both actually liked each other. Whereas in the love hypothesis, it was more more clear through their actions that they both actually liked each other and I think that they were more willing to accept that fact that while yeah it started as a a fake dating 
scenario it did end up becoming real and they developed real feelings for each other the spanish love deception was dragging me along for too much time that i i couldn't even finish the book that book it's hard because it was written from like an enemies to fake dating and that's it was harder because you kind of had to like keep the enemies but also build a love story whereas they started with strangers in the love about this but i feel like it's a little bit more realistic also who really has enemies anymore like i don't really have anybody that's like an enemy of mine and would you really bring your enemy to a family wedding in spain no i'd rather show up alone (laughs) i wouldn't I just, I always wonder when we read Enemies Lovers, like, who's an enemy? And, like, I don't, like, care enough to make enemies. It's not worth the time. There's just so many more important things. (laughs) There were different points in the love hypothesis, though, where she had to remind herself, like, oh, I think I'm falling for him, but, oh, it's fake, it's fake. Then after a while, you start to see, like, oh, maybe this isn't so fake. I think it happened a lot, but also now I'm thinking that in the Spanish love deception, you just heard her thoughts a lot more where she was saying, oh, but this is fake. Whereas in the love hypothesis, it's not a constant reminder in every single chapter and every single scenario, oh, but this is fake, but this isn't real. It was too much too much reminding us that it was supposed to be fake when we all knew that it was real and it was just frustrating. Yeah, I feel like you almost got lost in the realness of it that you forgot, like you forgot yourself that it was fake. <laughs> In the love, in the love hypothesis, whereas uh, I think she probably reminded us in every chapter in Spanish love hypothesis. I don't hate it as much as Megan. I don't love it as much as I love love hypothesis. Actually, I don't want to say I use love. I I like that book. It definitely doesn't rank on the top list, but I do find it comical how much you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate saying something bad about an author who spent so much time writing this book, and so many people love the book, but that one is just not for me. It was. Not my favorite romance. No, I uh, I feel bad too. There's just some books that just aren't for you. I forgot what book I gave like one stars too. I really hated it. Oh. I'm also just a really big critic of romance books because when they're too cheesy, I don't like them very much. And that's why I always go to Kayla for recommendations because she knows the kinds of romance books that I would actually like. I do have some books I think you would like that I can give over. I'm going to drop over Love on the Brain. I do wonder if you'll like it as much because it's a situation where you want to like shake the main character. But again, it's like she does it really well. So I liked it a lot. I give it five stars. So I'm I'm going to drop it off by you guys later. Okay. (laughs) But I have some other romance books I need to recommend. But. Yeah, you guys gotta let me know. I'm your librarian here. <laughs> One thing yeah. I do wish about the love hypothesis, though, is that I wish Adam opened up more about himself. I feel like you learned a lot from his friend Holden. Like, he kept telling Olive, like, all about Adam when he was younger, Adam's childhood. Like, you didn't hear it from Adam. You hold, you heard it from Holden. So, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, like very, like, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I feel like Olive didn't ask a lot of questions either. Yeah, I think Adam is a really strong man, and he's obviously very distinguished in his field. But I don't think that he's quick to open up to anyone or really willing to offer information about himself unless he's asked. Where Olive didn't ask him, which makes sense in like the field that they do. Like people tend to be a little bit more closed off in the science field. They're just 
really smart and they I don't know it's just like more of an introverted part like field but so I don't think it was out of character for him but I do wish we got a little more from him I do wish we got his perspective more often because I do want to see the story through his eyes I would actually read a sequel to the love hypothesis where it's through Adam's eyes yeah, I was sure if like, I want to know what was going through his mind when she kissed him in the hallway. Or sat on his lap, like all this stuff. And how he probably was like trying not to be like come on too strong because like you gotta play it cool, gotta play it cool. It's supposed to be fake. But like he Yeah, because he liked her the whole time. So <laughs> what were his thoughts when she asked if he would fake date her and that meant that he got to spend more time with her? Was he like, oh my god, this is gonna hurt me so much? Or was he like, heck yeah? <laughs> Yeah. What was going through his mind when she couldn't get a hotel room? <laughs> he probably canceled it himself. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> he booked out all of the rooms just to make sure. Uh, I do like the science aspect. It makes me want to like go back to school and study science, even though that was like never my forte. Um, I love when books can do that. Change like your mind sense. But yeah, is there anything else that we need to talk about that we remember about this book? um let's see I wish I mean I know it's like pretty realistic that when you start dating someone your friends drop you but like just the fact that all of her friends were from her program his professors from her program I feel like she did get a lot of slack from like her two best friends more than she needed to because her friends were the one that convinced her well I wouldn't even say convinced her basically pressured her into creating this whole fake relationship in the first place and then when she starts getting close to him, they're like, oh, my God, I hate him. I can't stand this. So, like, I don't know. It's just very a bizarre situation that her friends were like, you need somebody. You need somebody. And then when she finally picks somebody, they're like, nope, wrong person. Try again. Well, what about Anne and Jeremy? Because this is the whole reason the fake dating started. Mm. Because Jeremy was Olive's ex-boyfriend and her best friend Anne wanted to date Jeremy but was afraid of hurting Olive's feelings. So what do we think about, I guess, Olive's solution to that problem and convincing Anne that it was okay to date Jeremy? I feel like there was many other ways to go about that mission. <laughs> I agree. Definitely need to be an adult and just have a conversation. Like there, this whole book could have been avoided with just a simple conversation. <laughs> I think she had so many silly actions to try and solve a problem that could have been solved with a conversation, like Allison said. But I, I also think that if she didn't do any of this, then they would have never really spoken to each other in a personal way and even started dating at all. Yeah, so the original story she wrote it didn't have the fa- it didn't have the reason behind the fake dating like the whole fan fiction was just the fake dating and then when the like uh her editor or someone read it was like you need to put like a reason why they're doing this so it's so the way she read it that actually came first <laughs> the reason came second so maybe that's why i thought the most plausible reason um yeah the reason wasn't the best reason but it's also not the focus of the book yeah i feel like i always forget about like her friend and i don't really feel like her friend is like the best is the best friend she could possibly have i agree but i think it's a friend that she needed because going through a phd program is really rough to, to have someone going through it with you is 
probably a, a really great thing. Who like gets it? I feel like you really need someone to do that. Um, you need you need someone to suffer with. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I think she's a good friend. the The relationship part gets sticky with all of that, but yeah, I hope they all end up happy with he- with their significant others. Yeah, no, it was actually very nice of Olive to do that for her friend. I get where she was coming at with, oh, no, I'm in a different relationship. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But Anne definitely pressured her a lot in the beginning. Yeah, Anne was the reason for the sunscreen. Anne was the reason for sitting on a lap. Yeah, holding hands. But I think that Olive and Adam were both too standoffish on their own that if they didn't have someone like Anne pressuring them to act like a couple, they might not have. She definitely like, kept the movie going along. Like, again, like, these are such weird situations that you would never want to, and you need someone to, like, force you to. Um, would you guys fake date someone for me? Probably. No. <laughs> I would just tell you, don't worry about me. Have a conversation like adults. Because we've been friends for so long at this point that there's no reason to lie to you. I think having a conversation is more plausible for us. Well, look I feel like I'd be hurt oh. if I found out you were putting on this facade to yeah, like trick me. Lying to our best friend, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> yeah, look what happened to Olive. She got a happy ending. Yeah, but Olive was a little bit naive. True. Mm, All right, Armand, I wouldn't fake date for you. I wouldn't lie to you, Kayla, but I would definitely tell you if something was going to bother me or if something really was okay. Because I trust your opinion and I know that we can just talk to each other. Yeah, I think I think I wouldn't fake date you guys. I probably would just tell you. I do like that, like, if take out the fake dating part, like, Anna does kind of like is a good wing, wing woman. Like, yeah, she is. So maybe we do need her in our lives, but she, we could go without the without the um, lying and the fake dating. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Uh, okay we can wrap it up but thank you guys for coming on the sh- on the episode I really appreciate it um and I will have lots of book recommendations coming up but we actually have some going to the podcast that maybe you guys would like to read um but any last words before we we go no thanks for having us and thank you for recommending this book it's one of the few romance books I gave five stars on Goodreads <laughs> This is Kayla. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry for the mix-up. We hope to be back on schedule next week, but you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast. Have a good day.